The following production is part of the We Be Geeks Podcast Collective. Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. Produced with podcasting gear from Tascam. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. Discover your geeky haven with Toink.com. We've been delivering you the best products and all things pop culture for more than 20 years. Enjoy a wide selection of officially licensed merch from your favorite fandoms. We carry top brands from Disney, Funko, Marvel, and DC, Star Wars, Harry Potter, and much, much more. We also offer an array of exclusives that you won't find anywhere else. With all these collectible goods, you're definitely going to need a bigger boat. Dive in with code WINGEEKS15 to save 15% off your first order at toink.com. Welcome to another episode of Bucky Radio. Hey, what was that? Sorry, I hit the wrong button. <laughs> it's a self-perturbation. Uh, I'm surprised you guys heard that. <laughs> it is the Smugglers 3, Ken, Derek, Self, Mike. How are you guys doing? Not bad. I'm, I'm saying I need a vacation. Hey, you're on vacation. I know. Uh, and unfortunately, you're bringing the weather down this way. Uh, except it's coming up from the south, so. <laughs> um, I gotta say, I remember when we had Drew from uh, Aerial Tech Shop on. Mm-hmm. I actually ordered an ID from him. The ID. Nice. And it's really cool because I said, you know, oh, I, cool. I want to do something where it's, you know, because I was on the Stark. And of course, I, I still love my Halcyon crew ID that Hondo Supply did. I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to get something to be able to have that on a key ring. Some because I don't have it on <clears> keyboard <throat> yet, and I may see about ordering another one from him so I can leave one at home and, and hopefully not get damaged from one for actual use. Um, but he took the uh Chandrilla logo, and then I don't know if you guys get this on back, um, but he ghosted the uh smugglers logo, the scoundrel logo into it. Cool, and then with the Halcyon, um, when the directors and whatnot go to different conventions to talk about the gameplay, um, they had a couple new logos and there's this one here that he also put in which is the smuggler logo that they use during the gameplay 
as the logo for showing one the paths that you could do in the gameplay on the Halcyon with your track. So he he incorporated that into it as well. So yes, it's my Halcyon ID, another Halcyon ID, but it also shows I'm part of the Smuggler's Guild, which is really cool. And then on the back, which he'll he'll do this with you guys as well. Um, it's the Wookie Radio in Arabish logo with the QR code that takes you will take people to our site. Nice. And then the logo on the bottom is uh, Gaia's. It is the Gaia's logo. She's the singer and essentially a crime boss, so to speak, uh, that you deal with on the ship. Um, but she's more rebellious because she's actually trying to, story has it, the creator of the Chandrella Starlines um, stole a stone from, from Ryloth. And that stone is used in the compass, in the original hyperspace compass, which now everything's done computer-wise. Um, so she's trying to steal the comp the stone back for Ryloth, but at the same time she's also trying to help the resistance cause with some stuff as well. So she's a little bit of both. So I think it's cool that he threw that on as well. And uh I'm okay with that. Uh I've worked with Gaia. I like Gaia. Then um he asked me for a picture of my name badge on the Star Cruise. He made me a keychain. Help my name cool. badge. It's it's smaller than my actual name badge, but he made a made a keychain and made an even smaller one, which I have no clue where I'm going to put that yet. Backpack tag. It, it just may. That, that may go on my backpack stuff, yeah. And then as a surprise, remember how we talked about the data pads stuff? Mm-hmm. He sent me a data pad. Mm-hmm. Cool. And apparently he has it. Oh, wow, that does come out really easy. Uh, he has it where he's got interchangeable screens. <clears throat> With different maps and whatnot, I'm gonna have to see if he'll do a map, Galaxy's Edge, a couple different maps, different sections, Galaxy's Edge that could be interchangeable. I can't get this one off. It's supposed to be interchangeable. Oh, he has a video about it later. But yeah, this is the advanced Tie Fighter on this one. This is cool. This is pretty awesome. So thank you to Drew and the gang over at uh, Imperial Tech Shop. The, this would be awesome to to use in Park. <clears throat> yeah, that'll be, that'll be fun. Eric, tell you once you hit Galaxy's Edge, you're kind of almost gonna have the same vibe. Especially after you build that lightsaber, mm-hmm. the bug's gonna bite you. You're like, I want to have a character next time I go back because it's it's while it's not as immersive as you are when you're on the Star Cruiser, it's immersive because I mean they they ask you, you know, they'll ask, they'll ask you, you know, so you're an off worlder. Where are you from? If you say Earth, they're, they're gonna question you like, what? Never heard of that place. Mm-hmm. That beyond the outer rim. But I, I always go, um, especially now since you know being on the Star Cruiser, I actually have a bit of a backstory. When I'm wearing my Wookiee Radio shirt, I always say, "Yeah, we're you know we transmit on the we piggyback on uh, first order um, Holonet lines or Holonet frequencies, trying to keep our messages hidden." And uh, hmm. the folks eat it up. Mm-hmm. They, they really do. So I'm a, yeah. So thank you again to Drew. Uh, you can find a link to his site, uh, to his Etsy store on, um, and even Hondo Supply on our website, wookieradio.net. Uh, also to support our partners and affiliates uh, like Bitty Boomers, use code WeBeGeeks for 15% off your purchase. Uh, Derek and I discovered last week, was it, that they've got an eight inch Grogu Bitty Boomer now. Oh, nice. Eric, you're muted in there. Sorry. I think that was... Or was that two weeks this, ago? I think it was Wednesday. Was it this Wednesday? We be geeks. I think so. Last couple episodes, yeah. That Grogu looks gorgeous. So is a Spider-Man. <laughs> this Spider-Man looks cool. I love it. Uh, they brought back... That is huge. I just, I'm just i looking at it now when on... Um, mm-hmm. and it's sitting in the hand. 
Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it, it definitely has Bluetooth, but you can hook up a USB to it, uh, USB-C as well. Uh, I think Lycor- they have really expanded their line yeah. quite a bit. Yeah. Some of the Disney stuff's great. Uh, Star Wars. Uh, I think we said the only couple new things there was uh, they had book of, uh, they had Boba Fett, but they had the Book of Boba Fett, which is the Book of Boba Fett paint job. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, they brought back the Vader, the original Vader, uh, but the hologram Vader is not on the site anymore, which is a shame. So I was hoping to get one for my Vader collection for them. Yeah, I didn't even see that one. Uh, I want to get the Vader with the lightsaber. Uh, again, that one will stay unopened because it'll go with the rest of my Vader collection from them. My Vader's going to stay sealed. Um, of course, Ken's got the only remnant Stormtrooper Diddy Boomer, and that came by accident, literally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got a battle-damaged um, trooper and the um, Chewbacca. Um, These are just did Chewbacca, Chewbacca battle-damaged? Yeah, just they were the both there. Oh, wow. Yeah. My Vader and um, Grogu are, were here at the house. They have an R2, which I want, but it's sold out. <clears throat> you know, Ken, there, there are, I, I mean, you know, I'm, I don't want to tell you how to do things, but there are easier ways to customize. Yeah, but it, they don't usually come with as good a story. <laughs> True. <laughs> I, want, I wanted to give them that, that new, the, the Stormtroopers, that Manda, Mandalorian book of Boba Fett vibe. So I decided to, oh, burn down my shop. Burn down my workplace. Smoky rustic look. <laughs> and we are kidding. Ken was not there. What happened? I was or was there. he? <laughs> We're trying to help him out. <laughs> we we are joking. We we know this. Ken told us what what happened back in the past. You know, back when it happened. You know, definitely fluke accident. But it's just one of those. It's it's fun picking on. You talked about it on the show before, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Check them out. Also, to check out, as you heard in our opening pre-show tag, um, check out toink.com, T-O-Y-N-K.com. Use code WINGEEKS15, like you heard in the promo, um, for 15% off your purchase. One of the cool things, you live in the lower 48, free shipping, no matter what you buy, no matter how much you spend, free shipping, the lower you lower US, lower 48. And Ken, you've got our so point pick of the week. Yeah, so it was about a year ago that we had on here uh, Trish Garrett from from Bandai USA. Uh-huh. And we're talking about the R2-D2 Tamagotchis that either were just being released or they just uh, or were coming out soon. I don't remember. I can't believe that was a year ago. Yeah. Yeah, October of, okay. of 21. Wow. Well, Toink has both versions of the R2-D2 Tamagotchi on the site for twenty one ninety nine each. You get the blue with white accent or the white with the blue accent. Oh, cool. Uh, the blue one's so supposed both, to be like they're the, available. Both uh, blue is supposed to be like the uh, hologram. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, funny yeah. You, it's funny you say that. So go to Toink.com, pick up your Wookiee Radio pick of the week, which is the Star Wars R2-D2 Tamagotchi. Pick your favorite one now because coming soon to go with that was introduced this week. Grogu is getting his own Tamagotchi. Ooh, I didn't even know about that. I knew that was coming at some point. So, um, well, it's for the cats is finally out of the bag. You put that little face on anything. It's going to sell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Vicky and I were walking through Walmart and we saw, um, two teenagers chasing each other. One saying, put it back. The other one saying, no, no, no. And she was carrying a, um, Grogu backpack bag. Mm-hmm. And she's saying, no, I'm, de- I'm buying it. The other one saying, no, put it back. You don't need it. <laughs> <laughs> Who was right at pick in that situation? That's where you stand back and let them fight to the death. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I'm still not sick of Grogu, so 
I love no, it. I'm not. It's just he is everywhere. He is everywhere. Yeah. Oh, for a long time, he was nowhere. Of course, we all have a Grogu bitty boomer. Yeah. I want to get the one for Zoe, where it's Grogu eating the frog. I don't Unless she has her own. Okay. Well, you, you had one, but you let Nancy get it. Take it. I didn't let her take it. She just took it. <laughs> <laughs> well, she, let, she saw it. She said, that's mine. <laughs> Well, that's it. Uh, everybody knows I've, we've talked about it on here. I'm not a completionist on anything in collecting. I just gotta get what I get. But I've already hey, picked up two. I want to see. Too. I don't. I gotta figure out how many other ones there are of um, the Funko Pops of characters holding Grogu. I have the um, Luke Skywalker holding Grogu. You? I have the Mandalorian without the helmet <laughs> holding Grogu. I know there's a Mandalorian with helmet uh, holding Grogu. <laughs> that's not being a completionist. That's just that's this guy's. That, that I, is. Ah, you're you're, you're not being a completionist with that. One. That is, you have found a a style that you want to collect, and you and you want you want to get the collection. Yeah, completionist would be getting all the Grogu's, every variant, and yeah. every. No, 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 no. And for me, I enjoyed the chase. I've not ordered it. This is. This one here I ordered online because um, I think it was Amazon Day or something. They had it for like five bucks. Was this other one that I j- that I picked up? That this is the first time I pulled them out of the package. I I will I will say yeah. that's cool. Oh mustache. <laughs> uh, I, I will say I went to Target last week. I sent you all the pictures. Um, mm. I actually found stuff on the shelves. Uh, yeah, I was at, I think Walmart actually had a couple things. I was actually shocked. Wait, yeah, wait, uh, I was telling Derek on. Mm. On Wednesday, when we were recording BB Geeks, um, I am missing three from the Obi-Wan retro series. I'm missing the three Inquisitors. And with them being like 12 bucks each, 12, 13 bucks each, that's worth picking up. Yeah. Uh, Walmart just announced today that uh, I guess coming soon is the pre-order for some of their new Black Series exclusive, which one's the, the Halloween werewolky. <laughs> getting Where- I'm getting it. It's just, a matter, it's just going to be a matter of when does it release, hopefully before Halloween, and how hard is it going to be to find? I would have been so. But I, I want That's it. That's a whole different story. But I want it because it's Wookiee. So, yeah, uh, we're Wookiee. Definitely going to get that when it comes out. But other things we need to talk about. I don't know what. Not much has happened this week. We essentially I can't got, think of anything. We essentially got a, a mini movie called Andor. We got oh, yeah, three, that didn't happen this week, didn't it? We got, Never th- heard of it. we got three episodes this week for the premiere. Uh, still, still have my speculation on why we got three is to me, yes, I really enjoyed the three episodes. Um, it still continues to have quite a bit of that Rogue One vibe to it, even though it's prequel. But first three episodes, it felt, I don't know about you guys, for me, it felt a hair slow. It's like episodes one and, <laughs> one and two could have been merged into one longer episode and have have a third of a cut. I, I, mm. It's it's hard for me to say it was slow, but I <clears throat> but I do feel like they definitely deliberately stretched that out for three episodes yeah. when they probably could have not. Yeah, I thought the pacing was good because you had to basically reintroduce people to Star Wars and also um, give people time to figure out because this they said this is going to be an adult spy series or an adult Star Wars show, and they I think that. 
parts of this later on, we'll get into some of the nitpick stuff, but it is like, I think they almost went out of their way to make this more of an adult show than they've ever, or an adult product than they've ever made for star Wars in any media ever. Um, well, I, th- I think, I think it would almost be safe to say rogue one was more of a mature, more mature of a movie than, than all the other star Wars films. It was, but it didn't go as far as this one does. True. Right. Yeah, like, like this one felt like they almost went out of their way and said, Hey, we told you guys it was going to be an adult show. So here, this is what we mean. But that does- like, like this one could have had the potential to actually be the first star Wars, anything to get a um, TV 17 or an R rating. Yeah. And I'll, I will tell you, I mean, they, they announced from the get, this was going to be a more mature show. Cool. I understood that. You guys understood that. We've talked about that. I think I don't that's think we ex- expected them to go as far as they did though. But were you knowing that it was going to be more of a mature show, more of an adult based show and not the star Wars kid friendly, like everything else. Are you not surprised that it went as deep as it did? Well, I'm talking like um, the opening scenes where um I mean, we're going to have to talk about it at some point, but we don't have to explain it and get into anything. But it's like, do we really need to know that there's brothels on this planet? We already did. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we, 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 already, we, already knew, Wars. we already knew there were brothels, brothels in Star Wars. It was touched on in um, Book of Boba Fett. Did? Yeah. Uh, Jennifer Bill's casino was also a brothel. They never said that, though. They, anyway, it was alluded to. They never to. actually mentioned that that's what it was. It was It was implied. Yeah, but like I said, they never actually explicitly put... It's like the difference. Um, remember, um, Kirsch back in the, said how everything is a metaphor in Star Wars. Where um, um, was it? It was like saying "I love you" was the same as, a, or a kiss was almost sex for Star Wars. Yeah, it's like so. This is like they could have mentioned it, what it was, but they didn't have to actually show like the windows as you're dry, walking down the street with the pods with people in them and stuff. You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. Is like the fact that there's brothels there doesn't isn't as bad yeah, but as it, showing all of them. <laughs> Yeah, it, it helps set the, the mood of everything. It, huh? It's not like it, it's not like it was a Game of Thrones brothel. Well, no, no, no. Well, yeah, you, uh, Star Wars that would be entirely too far for Star Wars. That's not that would at all. be yes, yes. I I, w- I would agree with, to that comment. That would be too far. You could almost say because Jabba's throne room was um, moves in this direction a little bit with the slave dancing girls. Yeah. Well, when when you think about um, what's her what's her name Femi Femi Taylor who was. Uh, Ula, yeah, the slave girl that's killed. She is basically wearing nothing under that mesh. Nothing. Mm-hmm. It's all body yes. paint. Yeah. I mean, yep. if you really look, you know, there uh, the leggings may be around the waist. There may have been a thong piece for that part, but it's all body paint. Mm-hmm. And but, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. and she's wearing nothing underneath the the part covering her top, and you can you can see right through it. And that snuck through. Just, that snuck through. Felt a little jarring to me when he's going down, and you realize, wait a minute. Is that what I think it is? <laughs> but you know, it, it didn't. Yeah, see, that didn't bother me at all. It didn't bother me one bit because, again, we knew it was going to be a more mature. It was going to be more yeah. spy oriented. Um, <laughs> if we ever got the Underworld series, I was I would expect that to have be darker, like what we're going yeah. here. We're, see, we're talking thing, we're the, talking Underworld elements here. Yeah. Well, see, the the thing mm-hmm. is, for me, this this didn't take me out of the story though. It was just, it was one of those, like, oh, they're going there. Okay. That's all that was for me. Later on, I had one that actually totally took me out of it, but that's, we'll get to that later. Right. Um, 
To me, one of my biggest complaints um, is all the people online going, this is just, it, it's it's mature, it's too mature. It, it's not Star Wars, it's not the Star Wars kids stories. It was never, hello, as we've said, as other people have said, either in writing or on air, it was never meant to be a kid story. It's, an, yeah. it's a mature adult story. Right. That'd be Which like, I think there is room for in yeah. in in Star Wars. See, the nice thing is most of most of this show they didn't cross the line to where kids can't watch it. No, which is where Star, I think Star Wars is in its wheelhouse. Adult storytelling that adults are enjoying and loving, and you still have enough of the elements that the kids are going to like, and uh, parents are not worried about showing their kids. Correct. Which is stuff like um that, that's one of my favorite new characters in Star Wars. Once again, now is B four emo. Too. Dude, that yeah. droid was looking at pictures of it did not do it justice. The whole the way it kind of accordions out and leans and that that thing was awesome. I think one of my I think one of my the favorite thing, Go ahead there. The only thing that about him is it drives me nuts when droids stutter. It just Well, you can yeah. see though, because you get to see in a flashback when he was um actually getting regular maintenance that he had no problems at all. Now you can see how beat up he is. He's obviously not getting maintenance very often or very well. And that's where he's get picked up stuff like that. Yeah. It's actually he needs repaired is what it is. Yeah, I get that, but it still drives me nuts. <laughs> It's sort of like, uh, I mean, I thought Dio was cute, but it's the same thing that that stuttering talk of his was same. Ugh, well, I it's couldn't like, stand it, Dio. The thing is, it's fun. It actually reminds me, we're old enough to remember tech when like CDs would do that. If it was old and beat up, you'd get scratches on it or whatever, and other other kind of tech that would have little hangups like that. Yeah. Well used uh, tech a lot of times ends up with that. I mean, modern tech, if it gets to the point where it's going to have something like that, you throw it out and get something new or trade it in. Back mm. in the day, we didn't have that option because it either cost way too much or there wasn't that many of them around. Right. But for, for me, it was one of those. Um, it, it, it was just bugging me. Oh, it, it's it's not Star Wars. It's too mature. Um, I know I'm going back on this. Yeah. It's just where my train of thought is. Um, we knew that. It doesn't bother me. It's no different than yeah, me either. It's no different than Star Trek, Star Trek universe. Uh, if you go next generation and say maybe Picard, Picard goes deep. Hmm. And, and I still it, haven't it, watched it yet. It goes to to me. I feel it goes a little deeper than, than normal Star Trek. Um, yeah. So I mean. I'm okay well, with it. That- there, sometimes you do need to get, I mean, this is a subject matter. We're talking about a character who is the modern or this generation's version, in a sense, of Han Solo. Except he, except he wants to be a hero where Han did not. Some bit. Whereas Han did yeah. not want to be a hero. Han. I don't, I don't know if he wants to be a hero so much as he just wants to defeat the Empire. Right, but by the time yeah, we, I, I think, yeah, I don't think, I don't think. Well, by the time we see him in Rogue One, yes, he wants to be a hero, be a spy. Well, he he's embraced he's it by the time of Rogue One. I think right now, you know, we're we're seeing how he yeah. gets to that point, which is fine. I mean, okay, we'll we'll just go ahead. And, I'll just go ahead and break break this wall now. He, you know, first three episodes, we we see he's focused on. Trying to find his sister. Yeah, that's why. Like, um, that's why I said those. Like the um, opening scene there, we ends up in the bar, and um, the other things set up what that bar is, and then you find out that he's asking about his little sister. So I, I understood where they were going with it and why they went that way. It was just one of those, huh? They're going there. Yeah. But I'm okay with this. Um, Which is weird because when you get to the point where he ends up shooting the two guards, I had no problem with that. No. 
And, and people are <laughs> and people are questioning that. Uh, oh, he, he killed in cold blood. Uh, well, hello. Did they not watch Rogue One? I was a little surprised that the the first guy died. Is did he, did he, did he, did he like? I think he hit his head when he fell down. Oh, did he must have broke? Uh, actually, oh yeah, okay, maybe that's what happened. Yeah, actually, I think it's the way he headbutted him, drove the nose up, killing him that way. Yeah, that was what. Um, okay, that was actually, okay. Yeah, now I'm remembering watching it. It's like that's what I thought when I saw it. Yeah, mm. that was just a fluke. Yeah, the first one was an accident. The second one, he chose to do it. And remember, the first time we met right. him in Rogue One at all, he shot his informant. They mm-hmm. go, "We're gonna get caught here. Bang! Now you can't put turn me in. I'm out of here." <laughs> yeah, right. And yeah, everyone's. I, I've heard. I've seen people criticize that. I'm like, this is no different than Han. See, I learned a long time ago to just shut that stuff off. I don't even see. I don't even see that stuff half the time. Ah, I, me either. <laughs> I I just happened to catch it because it it was in some conversations that I had been participating in, and all of a sudden that came up. I'm like, oh my god, really? See, this is no different than Han. The motto. Remember the motto I keep telling my wife: just be like Dory. Keep on scrolling. Keep on scrolling. Mm-hmm. Now, let me ask you guys a question because I kind of have mixed feelings about this. But what what did you guys think of the flashbacks? Um, seeing them in the trailers, I I was a little confused of what they were going to be, how they were going to be used, what they what they were. Were they something modern? Mm-hmm. That this was a, a race or a group of people that Andor is going to meet up with. Um, I actually enjoyed the flashbacks because it helps set up the, especially when we get yeah. in the very beginning, where's my sister? Wait, Andor has a sister. Then we get the flashback of apparently these kids were, I, I still don't know the source of where the kids come from. And where are all the adults? Right. 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 Were, they, were they from a ship that crashed? For me, it was um, if this had been the first Star Wars uh, new or new Star Wars TV series we've seen. All we had was the movies before this. I'd have been a little confused. Right. But this but now that we've had Book of Boba Fett, we've had Mandalorian, we've had all these other ones have flashbacks in them. The uh, they're used in similar way. That okay, I understood what was what they're doing with this. It's just a part of Star Wars storytelling now yeah. on the small screen. I I think. The use of the flashbacks in episode one was fine it's to show and set up. He has a sister. This is where the, this is where their relationship comes from. Yeah, I uh, don't think we needed to have it stretched out through all three episodes. I think episode two, I didn't think flashbacks were necessary. Right. Well, also, it's explaining what part of the story you're seeing right. currently. So the first one uh, was it showed that he had a little sister and he left him left her in the village. And you think that flashback story that they stretched across all three episodes, it was one story of the flashback. But right. each part of it affected what part of the story we're watching in the present day. See, that's where I disagree about episode two. I don't think the flashbacks were really relevant. I, I actually don't, don't, don't remember exactly which ones were... Uh, which ones were which now? Yeah, but that's the fl- I'm rolling back here. But the flashbacks in three definitely perfect because as, as the corporate security, the corporation yeah, security yeah. is coming hunting for him to arrest him, and they go to Marva and they they mess with her in the household. We see how because initially I thought, oh, she's one of the elder kids, and they're still partnering together, and then we get the flashback. 
just the whole flashback of them going to the ship and, and all that, I thought was laid out perfectly and was fine in episode three. Oh, they're going to go go on the hunt. Because I think that's what a good chunk of, of two was. Yeah. Was them starting the, the trek out. I did really enjoy, though, um, because um, it was great that through the flashback, though, you get a sense of what where you're at time-wise. Yeah. This is before episode three of Star, Star Wars episode three, before Order 66, before the Empire. Because that was a Republic cruiser, research vessel or something. Yeah. But we also come to find out, too, the planet, as the kids are now discovering, the planet is an actual mining planet. It was a mining planet. Well, remember, they were working on the Death Star way before the Empire. Right. But, and during the Clone Wars, they had to. Um, they were probably doing the same type of strip mining. It may not have been as drastic as with the, with the Death Star. But they had to have been mining uh, strip mining planets for the, all the Republic warships and stuff. Right. I think they were a war. I the believe and the separatists were strip mining. This is still during Clone Wars. I, I believe wasn't um, wasn't one of the mining vehicles something we've seen before um, in the present on, in the present day yeah. stuff. Yes, the one um, mining vehicle looks or something like that. Yeah, but I want to say so in Jedi Fallen Order. Yes, was um, it Ilium? Maybe. I don't remember. Anyway. Yeah, I, I definitely caught some influences from Jedi Fallen Order. A yeah. little little a little Bracca, um, and a little well, little bit of the mining facility look of uh Kashyyyk, from Kashyyyk. Especially since their planet mm. is another salvage planet. Yeah. Um but for for this to be you know, the first three episodes being um essentially the origin story of, of Cassian. Because we come find out that he was born Casa, because that's what B two calls him when he's trying to wake him up. He's going Cassian, mm-hmm. Cassian, Casa, and then he snaps up. He snaps awake to, to Casa. Yeah. Um, well, also, I think they, they had right. to do this. Go ahead, Derek. I was just gonna say that's what he, that's what all of Stern and the, the tribe were yeah. when he was young. So that he, that kind of helped you know that that's who that was supposed to be. In case you couldn't well, figure it out. Also, this had we had to have it done this way with Cassian because we know this is supposed to be Cassian and Mon Mothma both their show. We already have Mon Mothma's backstory and how she got to right. this point, right? Where she's at. Saw Guerrera, we're going to see later. We already know his backstory. We know all about Saw Guerrera. Right. Cassian, we had to bring, they had to bring us up to speed on who, where did he come from? Where, who is he? Because we know where he, who he is when we get to Rogue One, but that's five years from now. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is how did he get to where we're at now? That's why we're still, I think we're going to get flashbacks all through this of his journey to where we picked him up in the beginning of the series. Oh, that what? reminds me. Uh, one, one thing I did like is, uh, like when they, just like in, in Rogue One, when they would, they would tell you what every planet was and yeah. everything. Yes. I really like that. The other one that was awesome that um, is the first time for on-screen Star Wars, and uh, this is the one I told you, comicbook.com picked this up. They tried to, they had to explain it to people, was the first shot you see, it says 5 BBY. Oh, yeah. Fans, and anybody watching, listening to this show knows exactly what that means. Oh, yeah. Because all the way back to um, Heir to the Empire, Star Wars expanded media is um, video games. and Well, I don't even know if it's been on video games, stuff, but mostly in books and comics and magazines and stuff have been using the BBY, ABY, or um, yeah, AY, or whatever it is. ABY. Or- yeah, ABY. As, as a unit of measure for the world or for the universe of Star Wars and for the timeline before the Battle of Yavin or after because the Battle of Yavin was 
a major turning point in the, gal- the galactic history of the um of the the Star Wars galaxy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like, and it's great that um, Lucasfilm has picked it up officially and actually put it. I mean, uh, in universe, they obviously aren't using that because it's like, well, obviously not BBY because why would anybody before um you haven't used that. But you're looking at it's almost like you're looking at like we are looking at our history. Right. Well, it's like us with BCAD. Yeah. Till somewhere in like a thousand AD or someone a little bit past that, none of that existed until they switched the calendar up. Right. Um, I mean, the years were tracked, but it wasn't tracked the same way. Yeah. But that was cool to see that they've actually done. So I believe that's the first time in actual media, um, official media or on screen that we've seen that the use of that time frame. Right. Uh, now, a story I found on comicbook.com, uh, they're talking about what's the importance of Canari. Um, in the timeline of the flashbacks, Cassian is a boy around 10 years old. So this is making uh, the flashback sequences occurring soon after 19 BBY, which is where... Uh, Revenge of the Sith is set. Yeah, so this is just probably right before Order 60, or the formation of the Empire. Correct. And um, remember, the Death Star already had plans. They were already pretty far into development and uh, building at the end of the Clone Wars. Right. Uh, the ship is referred to as a Republic ship, but the logos on the outfits, the dead engineers on the ship, meant that this was the time when the Empire, quote unquote, still masking itself as the Republic. So again, that would place the time window within the transitional sense, yeah. first years of Palpatine's rule. So I would I would say this would be uh, yeah, right after Order 66. Possibly. This, this would be... Well, it, so it, it would be around the same time as the bad batch then yes i would say i would say bad batch i would say um i i don't know though because remember those were those were republic logos on their gear if i remember right and after order 66 the it was almost immediately that um the that palpatine declared himself emperor they switched to the galactic empire during bad batch Mm. they're in the galactic empire they're not in the republic yeah, this is probably right before all that. Unless, like we've said before, the galaxy is a huge place, and they may not have um, the uniform switch may not have happened yet. <laughs> True. Right. Right. It's like I said, it just gives us a ballpark estimate of where we're at. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I would say we're definitely Revenge of the Sith to uh, at most Charles Soule's uh, Darth Vader comic series, which everyone has nicknamed Darth Vader. Okay. That's that's where I would see all this. Mm. So 19, 20 years, BBY, probably closer to that 19, uh, which would be near the end of, you know, it's, yeah. it still takes time, especially in that period, for word to get around that the Republic fell. So I mean, it would just depend on where where the Republic presence was at the time. Those planets that didn't have the Republic presence, it would have, been, it would have taken a little longer. Uh, apparently, Canari was one of those that did not have major Republic presence. Or, because we see a bunch of kids but no adults, there may have been a large presence of the Republic until they mined out the world or whatever. Or actually, whatever, because we know mm, that some kind of accident happens on that world. Apparently, right. there was a mining accident that caused a toxic leak that most likely killed the right the adults and eventually killed the kids but the adults were actually in the mines correct but the kids were whatever became um essentially lord of the flies i have heard that reference a couple times to this show. well I, i'm not saying <laughs> i'm yeah. not saying where there, there's infighting amongst each other but you know there is the scenario they're having to live on their own the beginning of the book but before the pol- yeah. politics gets involved mm-hmm 
it, it, you know, it seems like there, there's more, um, more structure with this, with the aging than uh, maybe a kid version of lost, I guess is another way we could put it. I'm not sure. Yeah. So, yeah. Good. Um, so yeah, um, I, I find it interesting too how everyone says that uh, that B is more Cassians than Marva's, even though it was Marva's droid. <laughs> you know, when when Marva rescues him. Yeah, but I think maybe um, you know over the years, yeah, kind of he kind of switched over, uh, becoming more Cassians. I think one of my favorite scenes or favorite memes that I've seen is uh, one Jack from Kenobi looking at at B two EMO saying, "Oh, so that's how you got your yellow leg." <laughs> this is the the first time we see B in the franchise is he's heading towards Marvel's old ship that apparently uh, Andor is hiding out in and hiding stuff in, and the the dogs which we see before in Solo or Rogue One, we see those dogs. I don't remember. I have one. Yeah, I have I the Hasbro three and a half because I, I got it at five below for five bucks. I'm like, hey, the keeper and the dog. Oh, yeah, I'll grab it. I can use that in a in a tattooing esque setting, which now apparently I can. Actually, um, that may have been solo. I think it is solo. Yeah, my, when you mentioned the keeper, yeah, then, I thought, then I thought about it. Yeah, I think it is solo. But you know, we see those same dog, same dog like creatures running around here, and then one stops because B totally compre- you know, compresses down to look like he's just a piece of condenser unit or something sitting in the middle of the road. And, and, and this dog-like creature goes to, to pee on him and he shocks it. Like, okay, cool. And then when I saw you, see the meme, so that's how you got your yellow yellow leg. I had to laugh. Mm-hmm. All right, all right. Okay. So we, we know he's been repaired. We, 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 we know he's all beat up because we see a very clean, very gorgeous looking B2 EMO during the... Uh, during the rescue, you know, when Marva and her crew grab a Cassian. Right. So, um, just, I don't know, being a droid fanatic that I've become, I don't know if he's classified as an astromech completely. I don't think so. I don't know if he's an I astromech. So. He's a mechanic of some sort. Right. I want to see. He's considered a ground mech salvage assist unit. Yeah, ground mech. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Right. A ground right. mech. It's a salvage world that is a junkyard world. Right. Well, and, and, and he helps with salvage, and he's and he's working with with Marva, who is a, a salvager. Right. I mean, walking around that planet, I almost was wondering if I was going to see Rekar or something. Yeah. <laughs> I figured Derek would enjoy that reference. <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, for me, this was uh, I, I think it was a cool, cool droid. Um, That's what I said. The, the way the the way that he works and stuff, where he can accordion out and then. Um, Lean and flex, depending on how the how it works, and you can spin the little sections and stuff. That it's really, really cool. Yeah, he's almost he is almost mm. a square astromech. <laughs> yeah, I, I I love how the outer red rings stay in place. It's the internals that that rotate, shift to move. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But watching this, we don't know how much more of it we're actually going to get, other than in flashbacks. Marva and um and him may not show up anymore, except in flashbacks because they've left that planet now. Yeah, yeah. I kind of like that guy, a droid. I hope we see more. Of, oh, really? We're going to see the toys. Uh, the figure, uh, I mean, you know, eventually the, the Cassian's not going to need that droid because he gets K two S O. But yeah, the three and three quarter inch figure is available on shopdisney.com. It's the only mm-hmm. place you're getting. It. Yeah. It's either in the parks or at Shop Disney. I'm sure they'll have other well, versions. At least for the first month. Yeah. Uh, he's already been out out a month. 
He's been selling out on Shop Disney. He's been in and out of stock in uh, California. He just came to Florida. Um, I'm not sure where here, where in the parks here in Florida. Uh, he's starting to appear here in Florida. So, Derek, they have a chance. Mm. Um, if I can find it. Yeah. I would say probably the safest thing to do. I mean, if you're going to open them up, take them off the card, I would just go ahead and buy them off uh, Shop Disney. Yeah. Again, you know, when it's not sold out. <laughs> uh, supposedly came back this weekend, spent three days and not sold out. Hmm. So I think the rush is kind of slowed down on them because they also have on Shop Disney the uh, the Kenobi droid pack. Hmm. It's got the, uh, the R2 unit, uh, Ned 2, One Jack, and the uh, Imperial Probe droid. I only know that because I want to get that set myself. I don't know why. Yes, I do. Uh, problem. <laughs> yes, it is a problem. Mm. Um, so let, let's hit, I'm not going to call it an elephant, but let's. Oh, let, wait a minute. Your Comic Con exclusive Bunko Pop E2 EMO. Uh, San Diego Comic Con exclusive, which should be available shortly on Hasbro Pulse. Was Cassian and was? Oh, Cassian, yeah. Was Cassian with B2 EMO? I just did a Google search for B2 EMO and I found a bunch of stuff. Yeah, there is a black series. There is a three and three quarter inch. Three and three quarter inch is a Disney Parks shop disney exclusive at, because it's in the droid it's in the droid fact it's on the droid yeah droid factory labeling yeah. card i mean it's all hasbro hey. it's hasbro making these for 45 dollars, you can get the um life-size sandy the cardboard sand up oh really what yeah. <laughs> i have no place to put it it's probably not in this house i won the lottery then yeah I'll put it. It'll be in my studio room. The Black Series San Diego Comic Con two pack of Cassian and um, B2 Emo is going for around 180 bucks on um, eBay. Yeah, that's not too bad. But uh, price will drop once it's available on Hasbro Pulse. AliExpress has it for 65. Yeah, see that. Mm. Well, if you're looking for one, Ken, I'll try and keep my eyes open here at the parks. Well, I'm just flipping through at the moment. I mean, I'll pick. I'll probably get. I'd probably go with the Funko one more than um, the. Well, yeah, mm-hmm. you, you you've been going more. You've been leaning more towards Funko than Hasbro recently, yeah. anyway. So usually, it's a lot easier to find. Funkos stuff. are slightly. Yeah, I was gonna say, yeah. Funkos are slightly easier to find. Slightly. <laughs> part part of the problem with the exclusive stuff or quote-unquote park-exclusive stuff, is the scalpers, and, and I, I will say scalper collectors, are buying so many of them, thinking that there's not more out there, and they're trying to jack prices up. And then yeah, more comes probably. out, and then they realize, crap, I'm not going to get my, re- I'm not going to get the return that I was hoping to get. <laughs> that never happens. Good. See, baby f- babies. see for me, I, I will tell you folks, yes, I work in the parks. I have access to these once they hit the parks. Yes, there are people out there who are um, salvagers or scoundrels or smugglers, uh, essentially personal shoppers, Disney personal shoppers, who charge you a 15% upcharge plus shipping for it. I can't do that because that means I'm making profit off my discount. So for me to go into business as a personal shopper and buy stuff for you, I, I will piss off a lot of personal shoppers because it'll be send me the money, or you, you pay for shipping, or, or we just agree it's going to be priority mail, flat rate shipping, or priority mail shipping. You're going to deal with that cost. I will not send it any other way. And, you, and you're paying the cost of shipping. And I get nothing out of it, which in the past, I would have had no issues with that. But with the way things are going in the markets today, Disney watches all that. 
big time. And I, I don't do it anymore. I mean, yes, I used to help offer to buy stuff for people I didn't know. Obviously, friends and family that I'm close with, I will help buy stuff for. And, and I tell you flat out, with shipping, with my discount, it's going to be around this much. If there's a difference, I'll eat the difference. No big deal. And I've done that for these guys. But um, back when uh, there used to be a big, before Black Series came around, there was a big uh, forum page of collectors of three and three quarter inch figs. And I, at one of the cast sales, I picked up a bunch of the old Star, Star Tours figures. So they were like a quarter each at the time. They were clearing them out. I picked up, I think I picked up a case, bought a case for like 10 bucks, kept, kept a couple, you know, kept at least one of every one, opened them for my display, uh, had others because I was going to originally repaint some of them to make customs. Then I saw people, oh, I've been looking for this. You want to help me? It's like, yeah, I've got one. I've got two of those that you're looking for. What do you have for trade? And I would trade. Oh, I'll buy them from you. Nope, no per, no buy. I'll trade. What do you have for trade? And I, and I, I did some great trades that way because one, I'm trading with someone else. I'm not exchanging money. It's a product I had and I'm trading <clears> for a product they have. It's a figure for figure. No, no monetary change occurred. And then I had some people go, oh, you know, when the, when the builder droids came out in 2012, I helped some people buy it, you know, get some, and they go, I, I would love to get this head, this body, these legs, and told me the color combos. I would, I would go and make it for them, send it back. A lot of times, and, and when they, I would tell them the actual cost. And a lot of times I would use the difference from actual cost my, and my discount to buy something else there in the store. Because at the time, Galaxy's Edge wasn't around. It was just tattooing traders. I would buy something else in the store that was Star Tours related, throw it in the box with them, with it. Now, part of it was their money still. Part of it was my money on that second gift, but they got their droid. I just don't do that type of thing anymore because I'm about to hit 25 years with Disney and I really love my job. And with with the way gray lines aren't gray lines anymore, it's black or white. You either did or you didn't. And they go more towards whether you didn't, they will lean more towards the did and take take actions accordingly. I just don't risk it anymore. Outside of buying stuff for gifts or, or helping Ken, Derek, Kylan, Eric, or, or family pick up something in the park. And I tell you guys, this is the normal price. Send me that. That will cover shipping as well. Because after my discount, the difference in the discount covers y'all shipping a lot of times. I handle it that way. But I'm buying it as favors to friends and immediate friends and family, or I'm buying them as gifts for friends and family. So I, I don't, it's not that I don't want to help others. It's in this day and age, I can't run that risk anymore, if that makes sense. Yeah, but we have to get back to the episode here, though, because we're going to sure. end up running long because there's a n- large hey, section <laughs> of the show that we have not talked about yet. And it's, I think, something that's going to affect the rest of the series somehow. That is this corporate sector angle. I, I thought you were going to talk mm. about where, where the sergeant just goes, uh-huh. I'm going to just stay away from that one. But um, Just to touch no, on that just to touch on that one quickly. That was the one thing that actually took me out of the episode. I was like, dude, that, that, that's that, too earth. That happened so quick. I'm like, wait, I had to rewind and go, did, they, did he just say what I thought he said? Yeah, I think he missed it. <laughs> I, I almost, I missed it initially. That. That did not bother me, but it didn't. Bo- it didn't bother me though. Well, okay, cool. It's just the initial shock of wait. He actually yeah. said that. It's like they've created, they've created so many like stuff, swear words and stuff in the Star Wars universe already that they didn't have to drop that one in there. 
hey, at least they know. We, at least we know it's one way to identify what they do in a refresher. Oh. <laughs> But let's get into the um, whole storyline here of this. Um, basically, the dog with a bone, the de- what is he, deputy inspector? Yeah. Is told 100% by his by the senior inspector to drop this. And it, he knew he had it right off the bat exactly what happened, that these two guards were trying to shake a dude down and it went the wrong direction. And right. They messed up and they got shot. Right. But this inspector would not drop it. Period. Well, you know, when his boss goes, there better be an accident report. I get back dealing with the Empire or with the Imperials. Uh, and as you said, you know, literally shook him down and said, this is what happened. Don't care. The guys deserved it because they overstepped their bounds. Yeah. But well, he didn't know that, but he said this this is more than likely what happened. If you want if you want to write it up this way and then we find out that um it was right. And then all of a sudden we look like backwater yokels because our guys are doing this type of thing and we're not paying attention or make them a minor hero in your report and all. And everybody's happy. Yeah. But what happens? This guy's starting to realize a power trip on his own. And once so when the boss is away, he's the boss. He wants to, no matter what the actions of the guys, they were killed in cold blood wants to find out. So the, the sad part of this is he is a good inspector. I mean, he's a good detective. He figured it out. He got, he oh, got yeah. the right guy. Found exactly who he was. <laughs> oh yeah. But, but, the, but the thing is, is he really a bad guy? No, no. I, I just overzealous. I mean, he's being from the, from the viewpoint we're looking at the, at that this is being presented. He's the bad guy. Cause it's, he wants to get Cassian. But really, right. th- even from this perspective we're being given, he's not. Because he's not um, doing anything but trying to enforce the laws as he sees it. Right. He's not He's not um, trying to d- – he's not shaking him down for money or anything. No, he's uh, he saw and he figured it out that Cassian killed these guys. So he's trying to enforce the law and say, hey, you killed them. I'm trying to take you in. Yeah. He's not doing anything that would make him a bad guy at all from, from our perspective or the perspective they're giving us, you know? He just happened to be like Derek said, a little overzealous in what he was doing. He didn't just have the perspective. Of, yeah, he didn't have the perspective of age because um, the senior inspector knows his world. He knows the way his gu- the low level guards are, who they are, what they do. So he understood probably, or he pretty much had a beat on the situation when he first saw the report. Right. This guy is still, you can tell he's fresh out of the academy. Mm. He's probably only been on this world uh, maybe a couple of months from the way it appears. So he's still trying to impress everybody. And um, the, all guards are perfect. They're doing exactly what they're supposed to. So this guy, for no reason, killed these two guards. Yeah. Well, you can also tell he definitely doesn't belong there. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love how the uh, you tailored your uniform. Well, yes, of course. Slightly. <laughs> Um, but then he gets, uh, he happens to find a kindred spirit somewhere in the um, sergeant, but the, well, not really, but he, he sees as a kindred spirit yeah. where you can see, we can see from the, if you, if there is a bad guy, this is one of them. Cause you can tell he's basically like, Oh, I've got a guy who's going to let me go and ha- do some mayhem and have some fun. Yeah. So mm-hmm. he's, the whole time he's like, yes, sir. How do you want to do this, sir? We can do this and I can bring in, well, we'll bring three guard, three squad. How many people do you think <laughs> he's we need? like, Oh, how much damage do we want to do? This guy's going to let me sign off on anything I want to do. How many people do you think we need? Uh, 12. Okay. Done. <laughs> then he knew, oh, I got him. I, we can go and blow up an entire planet and his guy's going to sign off on it and yeah. it'll be his fault. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, um, 
now the, the buyer that Cassian meets up with? Yes. I kept I trying to, just a second ago. I'll get it right back. Um, I, was, I was trying to figure out where I knew him from. For some reason, I was thinking he looks similar to Warren. Really? To, to Herzog. I'm like, that's not, that's, that's not you, the client. You don't. Initially, you don't I did know not. where. I initially did not. Once I listened, really paid attention really? to the scene, I then remembered he was under Loki's control <laughs> at one time and dealt uh-huh. with the test rack. Uh-huh. That's not all. He's been he's been everywhere. He's oh, the, yeah. uh, he's the Skarsgård dad, I believe. Isn't he the yeah. father? Like four or five of his sons. I believe so. Yeah. 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 He's got like eight or nine kids, if I remember right. Well, like I said, uh, he, he's, he's the Skarsgårdian. <laughs> Sorry. He, he's no, he's the, he's in the MCU. He he's the <laughs> he's the doctor that works with uh with Jane Foster. Selvig, yes. Yeah, Selvig. Mm-hmm. Which is what kept popping in my head every time I saw him. Selvig. I'm like, that's not Selvig. <laughs> Once I just realized in in Anna, or, uh, Anakin and our uh Cassian talks about the box, I kept waiting for him to pull out test rack and go yeah but this is a box like yeah this. <laughs> well you gotta remember he goes all the way back he was like in google hunting and a lot of the oh yeah back then oh yeah great oh, actor. yeah great yeah. actor he's been around a while so he's i, I in, he's in I'm, I'm glad to see that he's he's in this series is mm. this is this is the type of series he belongs to so now Sports. he's been two Disney franchises. Yes. Minimum two. I don't think he's done mm-hmm. anything animated yet. I'm flipping through his IMDb. I'm honestly not sure. Simpsons. Really? He plays himself. He played himself in Simpsons in 2020. Oh, yeah, yeah. That figures. He was in Mamma Mia. Okay, <laughs> That's a, that's a, I mean, he, he is every He's an actor that everybody should recognize because he's been in all kinds of stuff, not just Marvel. <clears throat> right. Uh, I, I oh, he you. was in Pirates of the Caribbean. Right. That'd be another Disney franchise. Right, yeah. He was, uh, who was he in Pirates? I haven't gotten there yet. He wasn't the governor. He was Bootstrap Bill. Oh, the father. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know why he would play a father. It's not like he has any experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> it must have been tough. <laughs> Yes, he was. <laughs> he was. He was also in uh, Cinderella. Ugh. So he has done some Disney. He, he's he's hit the three major franchises: Star Wars, he Marvel, was, and Disney. All the way back, mm-hmm. he was in the Hunt for Red October. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. So he's definitely been around. <laughs> yeah. That's why I said everybody has seen him in something. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hunt for October. He was. Uh, he was one of the Russian um, officers. Yes, he's the one who's he's one of the ones that sided with uh, um, Connery's character. And like I said, he's all he's got a bunch of kids, and a lot of those are actors that everybody's heard of. Also, mm, yep. Oh yeah, one son that was in it, uh, one that was in True Blood, Vikings, Vikings. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yep. So, um, final thoughts or y'all's opinion overall? Uh, how would y'all how would y'all rate the first three episodes? at this point in time I almost want to say first three episodes is one long episode yeah well like I said the first three were the setup for I don't, I, uh, I don't know what to get I think rating. yeah I don't know about a rating but I will say I think overall uh, I really enjoyed it I'm really looking forward to where the story is going to go uh, it, it, it could have been shortened a bit I think I, I think maybe stretching out three episodes might have been a little too much but Still, I so uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to to the rest of the series. Okay. Yeah, I I really enjoyed it. I like um once I got used to the fact that how much more mature it was, then it it was a little easier to um keep going through it. And I didn't think it was too long. I think it was just about right for what they did. 
and um, the amount of storytelling they had to do for the. I'm glad this is a 12 episode show. That's why you can. That's mm, why you yeah. do these three episodes for an intro for Cassian. Right. You still have another nine episodes for the actual show itself. Right. Mm. So it, it's great because um, we know pretty quick now they're going to introduce the rest of the cast of the show. Yeah. So um, now that we've done everything we need to, we got Cassian off his planet and he's um, taken off, and it's time to just hit the ground running with the rest of it. Um. I I still agree with you guys. I I do really enjoy the show. I'm enjoying it. Uh, the the fact that it's kicked up in maturity some doesn't bother me at all because it, it's it's a spy show that I've been wanting for a while. It's a great sci-fi spy show, uh, and I've been wanting that the for a while. This, especially after getting Rogue One. Um, we've not seen any spy stuff yet. No, the only spy we stuff did. we've seen is Rogue yeah. One. Scavenger. Right. The only spy stuff we've seen with Cassian is Rogue One. Yeah, this so far has been mm-hmm. uh, him as a scavenger. Yeah. So that's where this show is going to be the evolution of how he be learned, uh, how he becomes a spy. I still and an assassin. I still want to see a, a movie based around how the plans of the Death Star two was done or series how that was done with the it just oh, clicked involving the Bothan spy network. Yeah, these three episodes were the first scene of um, Casino Royale. Yeah, except they did it in three full episodes here, whereas in Casino Royale they did it in a sixty second action scene or True. like a three minute action scene or ten True. minutes, whatever it was. Um, where Bond learns earns his double O. Well, this here he learned he made the first couple kills. He's done all this other stuff. <laughs> for for me, uh, I, I still feel she was just a hair. The show was just a hair slow. The first two episodes. Yeah, I get that. Other than that, um, it wasn't painfully slow. It, it wasn't like Squid Game slow, yeah. where it was like, hey, first episode, I'm really going to force myself to watch the second episode in, in hopes that this gets better. It mm-hmm. wasn't that. It was just, if this is dragging a little bit. It just needs to pick up. That we, We've already figured out. It's like plot lines already been figured out. Let's let's get to the next part of it type so um but one final note it's not star wars related is star trek related but it's still sci-fi sci-fi in space still important um i hate to say it but louise fletcher who played kai win on star trek deep space nine passed away i didn't hear that yeah uh she was also in shows like maverick and the untouchables uh she was in the robert altman film thieves like us uh one flew over the cuckoo's nest um where she played uh nurse ratchet so mm-hmm. um she was one i was kind of hoping would eventually appear in a star wars fran- in star wars franchise somewhere um to be one of those who've crossed both worlds. Uh, unfortunately, uh, that will not be happening more uh, as she has passed away on September 23rd. Uh, our condolences to her and her family, or to her family. Uh, Indeed. So, uh, for the three of us, there is no lines in the sand between Star Trek and Star Wars. We love them both because we were exposed to both when we were kids and, and just learned to, to love both franchises. Both are great stories in their own way so we're actually in a weird time in sci-fi history and yeah or because mm-hmm. and when i was when we were kids we were star wars came it. in and star trek was pretty much just in reruns and stuff right when star wars yeah. dropped off when return of the jedi dropped off next generation kicked on and all of a sudden star wars star trek was everywhere but if towards it, the end of the 90s when star Tre- star wars came back star trek was on the way back down again if it wasn't for star wars we wouldn't gotten star trek movies just star wars that made roddenberry realize hey we can actually i can actually take this to the big screen and mm-hmm. it's well it's also the um the, the 
bankroll of Star Wars is what made Paramount say, what can we do that can do something like this also? Oh, wait, Star Trek. we still own Star Trek. Yep, so. And Roddenberry's like, oh, I have this little idea here. Because yep, <laughs> so. he was still in the process of developing that into a series. Oh, yeah. And we're trying to work on treatments for a series. Then they said, we want a movie. He's like, oh, well, then I'll give you a six hour epic and let's do well, Then we'll make it two and a half to three hours and say, OK, <laughs> which uh, they were still able to cut down to even lower to two hours. If you look oh, at yeah. the director's cut. Oh, yeah. Final thoughts. Can't wait for next week. Uh, yep. Well, actually, I can wait for next week because <laughs> uh, I'll be, you know, I don't want to rush my Florida trip. Yeah, but what happens but, on Wednesday, uh, you may have time to watch it Wednesday. Uh, uh, um, but I do have one final thought. And uh, this is actually some breaking news I just saw. But apparently, uh, James Earl Jones has officially retired from voicing Darth Oh, wow. Yeah, it just came out in Variety. Oh, wow. Well, we will yeah. definitely touch on that next week, then, or uh, when we come back. Well, yeah. not yet. <laughs> so, um, again, no... Survived the little rainstorm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Again, um, it'll be a week between shows because uh, as Derek, as we've been talking about, Derek's on vacation next week. It's actually going to be down here, um, and yeah, that's right. Somehow, some way, it's going to work out. Derek and I are actually going to see each other in person for once. <laughs> After all this time. So, um, other than that, I have no final. Well, actually, I have to. I do have one last final thought, and that final thought is: give the evacuation code signal. I can hold it. Pull out! No, I'm all right. I have placed information vital to the survival of the rebellion into the memory systems of this R2 unit. I've lost R2.